It's Tempo Waffle Time! Yay! Right, welcome to Tempo Waffle. Where we waffle. About tuffles. What's on my mind at the moment is the process of inducting, if that's the right word, a new manager. Okay. All right, so in my school, we have different campuses and each campus has a director of studies or head teacher or team leader Whatever you or whatever. Call it, yeah. Yeah. Um and we've divided the the teams by whether it's a primary or a kindergarten or yeah. So we have um normally what we do is we we promote from the inside. So one yeah. of the people who are eligible get given the post of whatever that thing is called. Okay. But sometimes so Wait, wait, pause for a second. What makes someone eligible? Because I, I know my criteria, but... Uh, well, I mean, maybe a crucial criteria is that they want the job. Okay. Uh, and the other one is that they realize what they're getting themselves into. Because a lot of people, I think, get the idea that this directive studies position is fabulous. The gig, yeah. Right. You don't have to teach anymore. You can sit in your office and shuffle paper around. Um, but actually, that post is horrible in many ways. It only pays marginally more, but there's yeah. a lot more work. Yeah. Like and, and if you're... Oh, here's a motorbike driving class. Okay. If you're from a teaching background, it's also... Uh, it could be much, much less rewarding because you... It's you a lot less rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you've got to jump into other teachers' classrooms when they're absent, but you've yeah. also got to fulfill a ton of administration that needs to be done. Um, and it's thankless. The teachers hate you. The school hates you because you're, you're just dumb. Yeah, because, the well, because the school hates you because you're trying to interfere with the way that the school is run. The teachers hate you because you're trying to interfere with the way their classes are run. And the students hate you because you're the bad guy that everybody like threatens yeah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna take you to the head of department or whatever. Oh in my experience the, the uh obviously I have quite a different managerial style. The students are the only ones that I still like and they still like me. Yeah, but the teachers use you as a foil for their ineptitude with their with their classroom management. Oh um, sure, yeah. Uh so anyway, yes, it's it's a fairly thankless job. So and you're at school from six in the morning until six at night because just trying to sort everything out. Yeah, anyway, you've got to be so, there before they get there and you're the last yeah. to leave under that. So it's it's somebody who wants the job and realizes what the job is about. Also, somebody who is has an eye for detail, knows how to do administration. Um, I, I think my, my first criteria is that it's somebody who wants the job. Uh, you know, that's... Okay. okay you? So, uh, mine... Yes, there's some overlap, but my big one is actually if you're if you're gonna manage a if you're gonna manage a if you're gonna know what parts of speech are, if you're gonna manage uh taxi drivers, you better know how to drive a taxi, uh you better know the routes from the airport to the backpacker strip, uh you better etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you're gonna manage somebody who's doing a job then you should be able to do that job uh, preferably 
better than the people that you're managing, but definitely at least be able to do that job adequately. And that's why we normally promote from from our ranks. Yeah. Because then it's somebody who knows the system, who definitely has taught people who get into management of teachers and who don't teach or haven't taught uh, don't inspire a lot of trust and faith from the from the working yeah from, from the team. Anyway, so um, I found a manager, not from our team and ranks, because after COVID, the ranks were were whittled away. So there was nobody to rank up. Okay. Um, so I found somebody and she flew in from England. It's only her second time to be in this country. Okay. It's, there's, there's lots of things that are going to be a problem, you know, in terms of culture and the school and dealing with the way that management top management works and anyway so now she's going to be starting her new job okay so um new this person who flies in uh, have you hired them because they've got management experience no teaching experience quite a lot of it like over 20 years okay she she was the head of department for her department in england so she's She does have some management experience. Um, I mean, not as a head teacher, but as a department. I think she'll be fine. I mean, I don't think that's a worry. Um, but where the hell do I begin? You know, now um, I've got to show her around and introduce her yeah. to things. And that, that's the easy part. The hard part is the dealing with the stubborn director. Yes. Now, it's already kind of started because in the car she was talking about, yes, but what is the policy about telephone use and uh i didn't really want to say to her "Mm, it depends on the mood of the director at the time that the problem is happening because that that doesn't sound like what schools should be doing when they're running (laughs) yeah Um, it doesn't sound like priority number one no no it and i didn't want to say policy is there supposed to be a policy you know um and coming from england where everything is so tightly managed and there's the nanification process going on and over here everything everybody's just meant to get on with things yeah Um, so there's going to be some serious culture (laughs) yes (laughs) now um not in the past when i have a manager who takes over um i kind of wean them away i I wean myself away from them i think that's Um, so, so they you start with you're doing the job and they're shadowing you yeah uh, and then step by step you go oh, well can you just do that thing that thing yeah. that we've been doing together for the last week can right. you do it yeah. and uh, slowly slowly bit by bit they take over yeah so um, for example there are some things that are really easy for a manager to take over and do like schedules that that's something that's that's mechanical but certain things like like training or observing um, are are kind of, you've got to have a feel for it. And what was that? That was some bird, some way guest starring. Um, They obviously don't agree with your priority list. Yeah. See the subjectivity of observing. Yeah. And if I get that wrong, so I'm, I have my style of doing observations 
And then the teachers get used to that. And then somebody else comes in and is really heavy handed or prescriptive about how teachers need to be teaching and gives the wrong kind of feedback. Um, there's going to be some sort of backlash from the teachers, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what this is about. Um, and then in this particular case here, the very fine balance between getting stuff done and upsetting the director. Okay. Okay. Knife edge stuff. Yeah. Although I would uh, prioritize the 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 new manager themselves is actually going to be the person who ends up setting their own priorities. And that's partly going to be dictated by their own thoughts and feelings and philosophies and largely dictated by the demands of the job. So uh, if the director is constantly running around going, we need, why didn't, where is, how about, did you see, yada, yada, then by default, the new manager is going to start prioritizing those things um but if uh they have a very i don't know a good way to put it let's say a very demanding staff room then their priority is going to be end up being making sure that all the teachers are in the right class at the right time yeah teaching the right lesson etc etc my 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 thinking here is that what i should do is not not try to do any induction at all just carry on running yeah. as usual um, and then at some point uh, and, and allow the culture, the enculturation process to happen for two or three weeks or yeah. impose nothing um, and then just allow an organic, oh, oh, I can't be there today. Can you just handle that problem that's coming <laughs> yeah. and not plan it, just allow it to organically happen. Um, sure. In my past experience with training managers, one of which includes you. Yeah, um, once upon a midnight dreary. Right. Um, I, I don't actually believe I ever trained. I, I think it was more a case of um, nurturing somebody to go, uh, to just go and do it. Um, um, and I think that the biggest problem I've had with my my organic approach is that the first year of of management involves uh, an accumulation of power. Okay. And the power issue is it can go any in any direction. So you accumulate power and suddenly you realize you can do stuff with the power. Um, and then uh, there, there's a, a sort of power monger period, which can last anything from two weeks to seven years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, kind of waiting for that power mongery to to fizzle itself out, and then everything is probably okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Okay. So the the first person that the head teacher does whatever realizes they have have some power over is their teachers. But of yeah. course, that comes with a huge amount of pushback because. Any teacher that has been there longer than that manager or is older than that manager or has lived in that country longer than that manager or has known the guy who parks the motorbikes longer than that manager or, or, or is going to push back against that manager because, you know, what's that little upstart doing trying to tell me how to sharpen my Yeah, that's right. I've been sharpening pencils since you were using them to pick your nose, laddie. 
Okay, so how does the the new manager, how do they, I'm not going to say accumulate that palette, say how do they how does that, uh, learn, how does that uh, learn to steer that power? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think this is something that I can train, actually. I don't think I can teach somebody how to how to be humble with power. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, I think that at some point or another in the management process, <clears throat> you realize that, yes, you have power to order people around. But if you don't exercise it, you actually get respect. Well, you see, now that we've had a break in, the, there was an edit there. So nobody actually knows what we were talking about. <laughs> Except for the people who were listening, <laughs> which does not include us. So we were talking about the fact that if you are managing somebody well, they don't realize they're being managed because they think that they're coming up with the ideas for themselves. I think that that's one of the tricks of being a manager is if you are actually managing, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, if you're just quietly sitting on the side, um, I don't know. I, I, I want to use the word manipulating, but I don't think it, I don't think it is manipulating. I think it's orchestrating um, so that, that you're almost invisible, that probably means things are going well. Yeah, I, I actually see management, like management of a, a team, as pretty much the same as classroom management. <laughs> Dogs, please don't. If we get right down to the pure philosophy of it. So, okay, uh, let's take, I'm trying to remember an example that I use. Okay, let's take um, the late student. Uh, Student comes late to your class. Uh, traditional response, you know, confront. Why are you late? Yeah. Uh, but me as a classroom manager, as a teacher managing my classroom, my priority is I'm here to teach. They're here to learn. Uh, talking to the student about why they're late. If there's some merit and it's going to help them learn, then okay. But nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, doing that is actually going to take away from the teaching part. Or the learning okay. part. All right. So you can look at managing your teachers in exactly the same way. Um, Bob is late for class. Bob's always late for class. All right. Now, confronting Bob and having a 10-minute conversation about why he's late doesn't get him into the classroom and teaching. Okay, so if my priority in the classroom is, well, what can I do to just get on get on with the job? My job is to teach the students. It's the same for the late teacher. Uh, what can I do to... The, the problem isn't that Bob is late for class. The problem is that the class are not learning. Okay, so what do you, what do, you do about Bob in that moment? Not overall, just in that right then there. Well, you've got to get him to class as quickly as possible. I, I, um, I mean, the, the problem is not this particular case of him being late. The problem is preventing it from coming again in the future. Okay. And so, so it, it's worth burning 20 minutes of the student's class time having a discussion with Bob? No, no, no. What I think what I would do is I would say, Bob, quickly go up to class. And when you're done, come and see me. Okay. So you, you say that, and then tomorrow, Bob is... No, no, no. Then, then I've got to see him after class. I said, listen, Bob, I, 
I can't have you late for class every day like this. It's not working. Um, can you can you find a solution? And then he'll go, oh, but my girlfriend and my motorbike and my left toenail and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, well, that's fine. Sort it out and and don't be late. And then tomorrow he's late again. Right? Yep. Um, I'm I'm gonna say go up to class quickly, Bob, and come and see me when you're done. And uh, and then he's gonna blame his right toenail. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's at some point or not, I'm going to snap and just go, you know what? If you don't want this job. If you don't want this job, leave and let me give it to somebody else. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to be a little milder. I'm I'm going to start with, uh, is there a problem with that class or can you not handle that class at that time or those students because I'm a manipulative SOB. So I actually am going to manipulate him and go, what is your problem? Because my problem is just the students aren't learning. I don't really care about your girlfriend. That's very interesting and all, and fascinating stuff. And yeah, yeah, motorbikes are are fun and temperamental, but uh, the students come first. So I'm going to be that horrible passive-aggressive manipulator, and I'm just going to walk up and walk around the rooms and notice that Bob's not in his class when it started five minutes ago, and go in and start a warm-up. And I'm just going to be in there doing a warmer with the students when Bob walks in seven minutes later. And I'll go, oh, hey, Bob, Tim, uh, welcome to class. We were just doing doing this thing. All right, bye now. And off I go. And I'll go off to my next thing. Uh, because, yeah, management is manipulation in the same way that classroom management is manipulation. Yeah. Sometimes... Yeah, Sometimes I say to my students, no, 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 look, man, I want you to do the speaking activity because uh, if you <clears throat> reuse this language that we've learned a lot, if you use it over and over again, it's going to stick and you'll remember it much more easily and, you know, yada, yada. And I just straight out tell them. And then in the other class, I say, all right, man, these, these books are so boring. I'm like, yeah, they are. All right, let's play a game. And I, it's exactly the same activity that I'm doing. It's just in one class, my manipulation technique is, don't you want a good grade? And in the other class, my manipulation technique is, don't you want to have fun? So when it comes to teachers, then, you're doing that as, uh, you're doing it as, don't you want to get your salary or keep, don't you want to keep your job? And the other one is... No, okay, for the when I'm going in and I'm I'm taking over that teacher's classroom for five minutes, I'm just going. I told you, man, my priorities are the students. Your your motorbike story is fascinating, but the students had nothing to do. Yeah, it's not about you. Um, so, so I, I'm actually a really tolerant guy, and then as I said earlier, I, at some point or another, I just lose patience with with. But I have been blamed by my local partners the um for being too gentle with with, with my teachers. staff yeah yeah um and that's why they that's why they are not well managed and and well behaved and super organized and but when i go into a classroom and i see a classroom empty and i walk in and i start teaching until the teacher actually arrives nine times out of ten it's not my department it's the department that's being run <laughs> uh on on the spear factor so I, I think your approach is right. You've got to 
you've got to do the explaining and sh- and show that your behavior is getting in the way of the, the goals of the school. And, okay. Um, okay, so back to our initial point. How do I train a manager to do that? Or do I not? Or do I just <laughs> let them organically find their own way of doing all those secret uh, things? I think all of the above. The only thing you can inculcate in uh, managers, the same thing that you want to inculcate in uh, your teachers that you're training, prioritize. What what are your priorities here? And you know what? Sometimes a teacher's going to push back. They they're going to say, "Why do you know? I I just spent six hours filling in those forms, so I didn't get my lesson planning done." And at that point, as as the manager of bird calls, okay, very tropical. Bro, we get it. You're you're obviously in the tropics. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this guy really wants a, a reoccurring role on our show. It's cool. Okay. Uh, at, at some point, the teacher's going to say, I just spent six hours filling out the, the forms that the management management side want, the administrative management want. Uh, that's why my lesson planning was crap. And you're going to have to, as, as a manager, then decide which side are you on. Uh, as a an academic manager, are you on the side of the management or of the academic? No, no, but I, I mean, I just, I, I don't disagree with you, but just in this example, um, my response to that teacher is yes, we all have that problem. It's, it's not you. That problem is a universal teacher problem. And somehow or another, the other teachers managed to get it right. So which part of it is that the part that's causing you so much stress that you can't actually do your real job. Um, oh, that, you... no, there, that, that thing that you just said, you said, what part makes it that you can't do your real job? So you, you are prioritizing. Yes. The teacher's not prioritizing. The teacher's thinking that the documentation filling inning is more important than the teaching of the students. And that, that's, that's a problem for me as a as a director of studies because the the children the teaching of the children has to be the thing that the school does right um so i mean i think this is a problem this is a problem in england now where the teachers are filling in doing so much admin that they're actually not getting around to to getting any extraordinary res- results from the students anymore because they just can't yeah i don't know what the current situation is i know that there was some research about 10 years ago when um they they brought in all this outside oversight of of schools and yeah, that yeah. there was research that showed that was affecting the classrooms. The the teachers were prioritizing the thing that they needed to do to look good on paper as opposed to the thing that they needed to do to yeah. actually be good. But that's a management issue. Isn't the manager's job then to be the one to step in and go, to hell with the paperwork go teach a classroom no but but i mean the thing is that if your job is on the line based on that paperwork then the teachers are going to prioritize that yes um, and you as the manager isn't it your job to go no no no, we're getting our priorities wrong here yeah so i think that, that uh, over here we're lucky because we don't have that kind of external oversight most most of us are, are internally regulated okay um, All right. So let's, let's, let's go, go back to your your local director then, who says um, uh, the teachers 
the teachers keep forgetting to check out the Halloween hats. I don't have records of where the Halloween hats were. Yeah. Uh, and and you go put yourself I'll be a manager in this in this. Yeah, story. well the manager me goes, look, I'll handle it. Just just lay off the teachers and then I'm gonna say to the teachers at the next meeting, all right, who's got the hats? And I, I'll fill in the form. Um Okay. Uh so you have a philosophy which is based on priorities, which every good teacher should have. And since seeing as we are talking about managing teachers, uh, the priorities don't shift that much. And that's about all you can train your new manager to do is get your priorities straight. And sometimes that's going to mean, yeah, I'll take care of the Halloween hat problem. Uh, and you tell the the management management side oh yeah I'll, I'll fix that problem and you tell the teacher side i'll fix that problem and your job is actually to be the guy in the middle yeah yeah okay we've just right. come up with a management trainee philosophy create some priorities for yourself which are educational and on occasion be the man in the middle the stop gap between the what the uh, the head of car parking needs and what the teacher needs or more importantly the students need and that's why you're at school until six in the evening filling in forms because you're doing all that stuff for teachers it's a word from our sponsor okay who's today's today sponsor is bird it bird callers Ooh. Yeah, there's there's a really good website that you can go to um, for finding out what the birds are that are calling while you're doing your job. Okay. Do you know that there was a pope? I can't remember which one, but sometime in the Middle Ages, there was a pope who ordered all birds to be killed in the Vatican because they were disturbing him while he was working. Um. Yeah, that pope was called Chairman Mao, and it was about rice. Right? <laughs> no, it was a pope, definitely a pope. Okay. Maybe it's the same story from different sides of the planet. Anyway, so if if you're on a Zoom call or a very important meeting and birds start calling and you want to find out what bird it is, you prioritize. Can go to... Stop the meeting and go to www. Why am I paying attention to birds? Not my meeting. com. <laughs> and that's and, uh, and use that's... the promo code. Woo woo. That's it. All right. Okay. Careful of fall is proudly brought to you by the non-stop bufflers Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints or queries, you can email tefalwafall at gmail.com or visit www.tefalwafall.com. <laughs>